0: Hi and welcome to the Mountain Collective podcast.
1: I, I started with marketing, so then my background is uh, in marketing since ten years, and then uh, I really grew with the web too. Uh, ecosystem and marketing and way of doing business, and then since three years or so, I stepped into the web three space. So then everything, all everything I knew from the web two, I brought it into the web three um, world, into the web three world. And I joined the Bisnell Foundation, which is one of the largest ecosystem in the Netherlands, in which we group together uh, any kind of startup, but also we link them to corporations and. Uh, the government to try to educate and build meaningful connections between businesses. And on the other hand, I'm now part of Deloitte in the Web3 team. So I have now the chance as well to uh, see how Web3 is uh, implementing ed advice from a corporate perspective. But for the rest, um, I've been doing some freelancing in Web3 in the past. I founded my student association in Maastricht about, about Web3. So I'm also very close to the education side, because I think that this is really valuable and a crucial point if we really want to put forward Web3 adoption.
0: For sure, like talking about education, I'm, I'm here like to get educated, to honest with you, because um, I'm coming from, uh, from the artistic side, but also, you know, from the business side and, um, and slowly but surely I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, like this upcoming Web3 technology, which has to do a lot with, you know, bridging, you know, elements together. But um, so, yeah, I'm really, really curious about, you know, what, what, you, what you can communicate to us today and educate us in, in that space. And also to add, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast. So I'm very excited. Thank to you. Talk to you. Thank
1: you for the opportunity indeed.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, first and foremost, I have to apologize for last week. I didn't uh, join your uh, Deloitte, uh, you know, VR thing because... As you know, you know it was it was um, it was during day, and I just did my best to bring my team.
1: Yeah, you told me we're super busy. Totally yeah. fine. Totally fine. Yeah.
0: So that was uh, that was last week. It was interesting, like for a lot of you know uh, blockchain uh, events. Uh, what can you tell us about about what happened last week, uh, and also in relation to what's gonna happen in the future?
1: Yeah. So well, last week has happened a lot because uh, since it is the Dutch Blockchain Week, we do it uh, all over the Netherlands. So we really try not to cluster it down just to one city, but we try to expand it and give the opportunity to everyone to organize their own events in whatever city they they live. So that's a, another way to also communicate and learn more about their community in that specific city. Um, we had a variety of different events which can go from the more blockchain side to the crypto side, to the more uh, regulatory importance, but also the creative and the digital um, art side. So I would say that during this week, what I really like is that everyone comes together, regardless of the passions, the expertise, to just share the knowledge, because then you can also find many um, blockchain dreams and ways of networking that I think it's, what really makes this week unique. Yeah. And then if if I want to relate this to the future, I think that this is the, the way in which Web3 is growing right now. So every year we gather more people, every year we hear new use cases and new companies that enter the market. And by giving the opportunity to all of them to always express themselves in the way they want, especially, I think this is really the way to try to also be more inclusive and be more open to all the opportunities that are out there.
0: Okay. So basically that's key, right? Like the key here is to be more open for what technology brings us today, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. But on the other side, I would say if you're a startup, then you also need to step up to really try to talk to the world and say, okay, I'm doing this, I'm trying to solve this problem. So I'm going to need this, this and that in order to succeed in the next years. So also, I would say that the Web three space is a system that really allows you to um, put yourself in the next uh, wave of, let's say, development. Uh, especially when it comes to meeting new people and try to combine new uh, new skills.
0: Yeah. So, what is the goal of um, obviously, like we want, as human beings, we want to you know advance itself, uh, ourselves, and go from you know Web one, two, to three. So, what is the difference between two and and Web three?
1: Well, I would say that the main, main differences is in the way information is shared and the way users are rewarded. So if you consider how we have uh, lived so far in the Web2 space, there are always big companies that own the data and own our user experience as well to a certain extent. Uh, so what comes with Web3 is the fact that each user Has the potential to really contribute and being rewarded for that contribution by I don't know uh, investing in a token and then getting a percentage back or just with loyalty programs, but by owning the data and owning the actions that they do, they can feel part in uh, of the ecosystem in a way that it's completely different from just being I don't know on Instagram and you're passive. Uh, user, even if you support and you like the the space, but with Web three, I think both parties are empowered, both the user and the company.
0: Yeah, interesting. And uh, that's so. That's from the uh, you know from the the back end side, right? Like, Apple. what about the front end? Do you think that three D elements uh, come come into play when it comes to Web three?
1: Of course, of course. If we think about the metaverse, it's key that the three D elements. Um, and come into place, but if we think about virtual reality, augmented reality, all this integration in enhancing the reality and the experience of the way we live nowadays, it's really fundamental to create a new space that allow everyone to experience what we offer, what the world offers at the maximum level possible. So if we relate Web 3 to 3D, I would say that it's not just because it's Web3. Because if you bring a 3D object in Web2, you may also have the same yeah. uh, result because we are kind of going in two different lines. But it's really the combination of all these different aspects that goes in enhancing the individual, I would say, as, it, as itself.
0: Yeah. So so for, from your experience um, as, uh, you know, coming from marketing background into this, this new really exciting space, like. Do you have like any examples like for for I mean, I, I know this is like on the spot, but uh, if if there is like any great example of like a web three application where it's you know combines like the these three elements all together
1: That's a challenging question because I think that's something that all companies are trying to do now. Right. So how we are gonna onboard users so how we're gonna detach ourselves to the technology to mentioning okay you have nft you have blockchain but you're just gonna to focus on the actual use case and on the actual result without enhancing the hype of the new terms so i think this is somehow still a, a great challenge i would say i don't have any great example in mind but i would say that what we should try to aim for is really to understand what the user wants, understand what the users need, and trying to repurpose that in a way that then it's transparent and rewarding for the user itself via the blockchain technology. And anything that comes around that is just part of enhancing that experience of the user, but it all starts to, okay, at what educational level is the user now and what they actually need and what they would like to see more from my company, for example.
0: Yeah, I really think that's key, right? Like, because since this metaverse idea like doesn't really appeal to older generation, you know what I mean? Like my dad would be like, "I, I have a Nokia. What are you talking about?" But on the flip side, uh, Generation Z is very much engaged in these spaces. I think. Do you think that's the reason why we are all shifting towards this uh, gamification engagement kind of you know like web um, form?
1: But it's would say it. if you uh, just saw, so, mm, before again stepping into this call, that uh, they made a new report of what Gen Z like most in terms of Instagram and Roblox and TikTok. And Roblox is the most used application from all users uh, coming from the Gen Z. So you really see the role of uh, gamification, indeed. And on one side, I'm not very much a gaming person. So maybe I'm really like the first who can speak for about this, but I think that the fact that the world is evolving and with AI, if you think about it, for example, it all becomes more automated. So we have more time to be creative, more time to experience, more time to dedicate also to just build what we want. And sometimes you cannot build what you want in real life. So then it it becomes the gaming experience where you can be whoever you want and say, Let's say, say whatever you want, or just create the surroundings around yourself in the way you have in your mind, without the need to interfere with and know the government or companies or financial means as well. So I think it it unlocks a new bar- barrier also for creativity and uh, self ex- expression.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, it really does help um, you know new uh, users to go, come on board. that feel like. A lot of, uh, I, I had, uh, you know, like a Gen Z intern and like, I I didn't know what what she was up to. Like, uh, I've been asking her like questions like, hey, so what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? She's like, yeah, Dude, like That's really old school. Like. And I felt, I felt, I felt that. Uh, and when you get in conversation with Generation Z, it's a complete, you know, new world that they live in. And also like the time spent that they spend on, you know, platforms, it's all, it's very fast. Um, yeah. Coming, going from, let's say... Like you start in uh, Instagram and then you, you know, go to a website and then you end up to into like a, a different platform and you just jump from one yeah. to another. I'm usually how I am as, as a user. Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm from the generation Y, yeah. millennium. And um, my, my, like the way I utilize internet is because I just go to one website for a certain goal, stay there until I finish my yeah. goal. And then I just leave uh, to different things. So I feel like I think I'm 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 also on your side when it comes to I'm not a gamer, but uh, I've tried like few metaverses and I've tried like few websites that utilize like 3D. But it, it it's really appealing to be honest with you. Like there is this website for actually a lot of examples. Uh, BMW did um did an interesting you know collaboration with also um, also Adidas is really working very hard on on these you know uh, spaces. It's very engaging, like even though I'm not a target group, I'm becoming also like, you know, closer to to the target group, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, let's say that for me, it's more that I really like living in the current world, Not, not as it comes, but I like the fact to have concrete things. So for me, the metaverse, I would really step into the metaverse once I can have the virtual reality embedded almost all the time. Because I also did an interview in the Metaverse and it was nice. Wow. It was nice that there was like avatar moving around, super cool, but more for the newness of the experience rather than something um, that I would really like to see every day. For example, I prefer to talk to you and see your face moving than your character that I cannot even, you know, recognize the face or see exactly the expressions. So. Maybe on this side, even if I'm younger, I'm still more on the uh, Gen Y side. But I think that that's why virtual reality can really play a big role in keeping the experience of the world in which we live, but with a really enhanced and unlimited opportunities or of doing whatever you you want to do.
0: So that's from the you know the gamification side of things. Um, I think it's quite clear what we were talking here about. Like it's very um, it's very, it's it's becoming also like a mature space for people to understand like how to move like a character in a web space. When it comes to your you know expertise, which are marketing, like what what opportunities do you see in this space when it's all like it's an immersive experience for for a user, and you have the user for a long time, like. You know, like if I'm on a website, I just click, 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 and I'm gone. You know, like I'm, I just do my thing. And if you are playing a game on a website, you have a user for, you know, let's say 30 minutes. Like wh- how, what are the opportunities yeah. for a marketer in this case?
1: Yeah. So I would say that if we compare virtual reality to augmented reality, I see augmented reality implemented way earlier than virtual reality as a marketing, uh, pushing object, let's say for uh, enhancing for example products because nowadays it's quite expensive to get VR glasses or just is it not too comfor- comfortable to walk around all the time with the VR glasses even if the new Quest 3 from Meta really really um, allows you to see everything around yourself if you don't enable the virtual reality so it has the augmented reality embedded as well but if you have to think about the general user I would really say that the first thing that it's going to be implemented by everyone is augmented reality. So you put your phone, for example, to a certain location and then something appears and you can feel it as it was there, even if it's not. So I think that's the first use case. And especially when it comes to product oriented companies, this is really huge because it can allow the users to experience and really be conscious about what they buy, so if we have no other sustainability com- component as well, then maybe you reduce the amount of people who then just call back and, hey, sorry, this, uh, I don't know, this ring didn't, I, d- I don't like it on my finger, or, oh, this sofa, actually not too sure, you know? So, um, I would say that this also no sustain- sustainability perspective can really help. But if we look, I don't know, 10 years from now, maybe just five, since we're advancing so fast. If we have VR glasses like the Ryban ones that they did, but even more friendly, that you can change, for example, the structure of your glasses, and you have the ability to um, switch to a virtual reality mode, then there you have infinite opportunities. Because if you just imagine sports, I, I have, I don't know, my cycling bike at home, but I don't want to cycle against the wall, you know, so maybe I can put my glasses and then I'm in the middle of the, of the nature. And so it's really a way of unlocking unlimited possibilities for, for everything. And I could talk about use cases for an hour or two, but I think that like our Companies is really finding a way to not change the habits of the person, of the people, but. In including these elements of virtual and augmented reality uh in the easiest ways possible
0: yeah it makes complete sense I think uh, ikea um catalog yeah. you know you know this catalog it's 80 percent maybe even 90 percent it's between 80 and 90 percent uh 3D rendered images which is have been the case for you know the last few few years I don't think people yeah. are aware of that you know just like this small fact but to take that into... But that's
1: another point. Yes. Like till you have, you, you don't have all the people actually educated to all the kind of opportunities that, that they have, even if companies advance super fast, then users don't immediately get the benefit out of it. So that's why I go back to what I was saying before, that it's important always to go in line with how much educated the users are. So it's rather you dedicate your part of your marketing just to educate users, And then you could have the most advanced technology, but if you make it too complicated, they will just not understand it and maybe opt for another company that is not as advanced, but still satisfies their needs way faster.
0: Definitely. I had that to be honest with you. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that had a challenge yesterday or yeah, basically the challenge yesterday to not really get the whole idea of, of, of blockchain, because as you say, like I went last week to get educated. But um, you know the technical words that 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 people utilize. Maybe even like um, you know developers or like you know the people that don't really have the skills to communicate. Just to be clear, uh, not all developers are not good communicators, but but it, they are super biased by what they are doing daily. So when they come to speak to you, they they almost assume that you know what they are talking about. Yeah. And I think that your part here being an educator in a simple words for the Joe, everyone um, that can understand like with these IKEA examples and stuff like that. I think that is very important, even for me, like as as someone who's, you know, I've been in the 3D industry for the last 10 years, but for the blockchain, I think it's a, I still, you know, I'm still like trying to get the idea of it and understand like what's, what's behind it. But uh, so thanks for clearing a few of those things already up for us. so in in terms of you know, yeah, so in terms of um in, in the future of 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 your journey like your personal journey, um it's it's obviously very exciting now like to see where you are going and how how much you know I saw I saw you last week like posting a few things on LinkedIn and Instagram for the people uh who are listening like just you know go check that out it's it's a lot of you know if you've been all over the place I feel like you are very much excited about where you are today where do you think you're going towards in the future.
1: Yeah. So first, I comment on a uh, comment on what you were just saying. The reason why I'm always like all over the place because I like to be present. I like to be present in the moment and I like to experience and I like to really um, understand directly by being there, not just by reading, because that's another part. But I, I think that and then maybe it's an advice to everyone who really wants to enter the web three space as well. Just go there. Go to events and go experiencing go and talk to people, go reach out, because compared to the web two space, it's an even more open culture that really welcomes everyone to just talk to each other. So, just be there and, well, you pose a great uh, question here, where I want to be. Well, I have a very entrepreneurial mindset, I would say, and I have many projects in mind that goes in and out every every day, so I would say that at the moment, I'm really trying to focus How can I combine my passions with something that I really think can be valuable for a lot of people? So, And that comes down also to the fact that I've been in many different industries. I I would never call myself a specialist, but more like a generalist. So I can really understand maybe more cross-functional problems. And so now I'm really taking the time to understand and study what is going on between different industries, between different web 2 and web 3 wars, but also between people. Because since we are enhancing more the digital realm, and I studied digital society as a bachelor in the past, so I really have also this understanding of how society is embedding the digital from cultural, political, economical perspective. It's interesting to see how you don't have to only focus on the new solution but also how sustainable and digitized that solution has to be so i think that doing business in the future will be very different from how we're doing business now yeah and so i'm trying to let's say watch a lot like observe what i have in front of me and how the, the world is moving and combine that with really what i would like to do so i would say that i hopefully if i have to imagine myself in the next years i will have my own Company with hopefully another two, three co-founders, in which we can really try to solve a vision which we all believe in, but that really takes into account as well all the challenges that we will have in the future, which are indeed sustainability and digitalization.
0: Well, um, there is a there is a myth around this podcast that uh, everything you see here happens.
1: Good. <laughs> now we should already book a call in two to five years.
0: <laughs> let's do it. 100%, let's do it. I feel like, uh, to come back to your point of uh, being present, uh, what happened last week, though, like what, on one of these events that you invited me uh, to, and uh, it was, it was again about, you know, uh, blockchain technology and, and how to implement that in, in, in today's reality, and I was just outside, like just after the talk, I was just like trying to gather my my thoughts and understand, like okay, what what, what really happened over there? Like I'm trying, I'm really like t- trying to understand it because it was again like coming from a from a point of view of of a of a biased person. And I think also like a lot of audience people were there also quite knowledgeable about the topic. I think I was one of one or two, the only ones that I was with my friend. So maybe like the two of us, we were the only one that didn't really get the whole idea. So. What I did, I actually I went I was out I went outside and I, I I grabbed one of these guys and I said okay man can you explain this for me a little bit you know better and then and then I asked him a little bit and I said this is my friend he's a photographer how can he actually move uh, through these you know canyons like how can he actually like take a journey in this space so that way we had a developer a photographer and a podcaster and uh, and and, a, and uh, a founder I think and we were just basically you know, the talking, the, the four of us all together, coming back to your point of, um, I think that is important to basically just show up and ask. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah.
1: But especially like to really find use cases. Sometimes I think that since the industry is evolving very fast, you never know what you could do with the skills that you already have. So by talking to people and by knowing also what other people are doing, this, this can really unlock certain parts of your brain and you're like, okay, I can actually apply this also to what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about. So it's also not about changing what you do and the industries that we have at the moment, it's just about finding new ways of doing that. So that's why I think it's always interesting to go to this event and just listen and get inspired by people.
0: Definitely, yeah. Do you you have any uh, last thoughts on AI? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, uh, we have some recent news about some altman, so I don't know <laughs> how much uh, how much we should disclose here. But uh, well, for me, I would say that AI is really the future, whether we like it or not. So there are a lot of things that I don't like about AI, uh, but there are also a lot of things that I just think, like just ChatGPT itself, it really changed everyone's life. If you think about it from a brain perspective. Maybe you need to be careful because you c- it can really substitute you. So you can notice over time how that tool actually thinks even better than you. So if you just substitute your mind with that tool, then your brain is not going to grow. But you can also use that tool to actually make your mind improve. So I think that the biggest challenge in the future would actually be to understand to what extent, understand to what extent, um their artificial intelligence is uh, reducing and minimizing our capabilities as humans or enhancing and improving our capabilities as humans so for now i think it really comes down to how we as individuals make use of these tools and if we look on a larger scale in terms of enterprises use it really has the potential of automating so many tasks Not even talking about like robotics and connecting it to um, even more advanced use cases because there can really, you also touch points like safety and uh, this will cover certain kind of jobs that maybe we don't need humans to do so, you know? So I think it's a challenge, but I think it really comes down to what we want. Because we are still in power to decide how we want to shape AI. But if you are not conscious about it, then it can go really everywhere. And I'm not sure where.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, very fast. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a fast, uh, you know, technology. I've been through a few technologies during my lifetime. And this one is, I think, the fastest uh, as, as far as I've seen. And to, to even, you know, say something about it, as you said, like it's, you know, tomorrow might change. But on the flip side, I'm a big, big believer that um, uh, people underestimate the power of AI. Yeah. And I think um, it's almost like the internet, right? Like how the internet came. And uh, I think Bill Gates was, uh, or oh, there's this really old YouTube video where Gates was was explaining the internet to uh, yeah. to a late night show. Do you remember this one? And uh, and he said like, so what is this internet thing? And I it's like, yeah. You know how Bill Gates talks, like, you know, he's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about they said, like, like, yeah, you can you can, you know, you can read news on it. I think MSN was a thing back then. And it was like, yeah,
1: yeah. with Web One, yeah,
0: yeah. And he goes like, Yeah, but you also have newspapers, you know? Like so I think that's what, what's happening today with AI as well. Like uh people are saying, like, yeah, it's gonna replace people's, you know, jobs, but like do we actually want that? You know what I mean? Like, do we actually want to be yeah. robotic in in the that- but that's a whole completely different different topic, but thank you so much yep. for clearing up a lot of things. I really appreciate your time for today. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the people that are listening?
1: Just learn, learn, explore, be curious, go on and go move on and go just experience as many things as you want because I think that if you're living in this period in time, you really can explore anything that you want, especially if you are born, let's say, in Europe. You really have the chance to move and go everywhere, to explore and try. And even if you don't like, you always have the chance to re-innovate yourself. So really be out there.
0: Cool. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.